This is episode number 422 of WP Watercooler. WordPress themes block it like it's hot. I'm Jason Tucker. You can me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. I'm Steve Zangit. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I occasionally host the Word OC WordPress Meetup. She say read. She's not here today, but she eats, sleeps, and drinks WordPress. And you all know who it is. It's your boy Jason Cosper, aka Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of podcasts, go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and wherever else you find fine podcasts, and leave us a review over there. We'd really appreciate it. Hello. Hey. How's it going, everyone? We have a guest. We have a guest. Today, we're talking about something that we don't talk a whole lot about, which is design. What? Steve, I know I, I know, I know, you wanted to talk about social media again, but, <laughs> but this time we're going to talk about design instead. No. No. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about design. We asked our friend Brian Gardner to come on and uh, talk with us talk to us a little bit about um, you know how theming is in WordPress now. Uh, this man's been cranking out um, themes for WordPress and uh, block themes and doing a whole bunch of really cool stuff over there. And um, we thought we'd have him come on and, uh, and educate us in uh, in some design for um, block themes. Well, I mean, hey Brian, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm here to school on design, my favorite topic. I was gonna say, Brian, you've you've been in on this whole theming thing. I mean, from from the jump, like you've seen the yeah. evolution of this as it's like moved along. Did you say revolution? Uh, <laughs> slider? Revolution slider? Oh, no. Oh. no, I had no part of that. <laughs> uh, I heard. I heard. I heard evolution. It was evolution. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we scared him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, so, I yeah. interrupted. That's all right. <laughs> where, were you, where were you going with that, Cosper? <laughs> no, no. I, it's it's just uh, it's it's great to have that perspective um, on the show. Um, you know, uh, somebody who has. Uh, I, I think the last time you were on, we talked about how uh, the the collective amount of uh, WordPress experience uh, on the show. Um, That's a hundred years uh, between the five of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, I know this could probably take up the entire half an hour, but what 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 has changed? Like, what what has changed in themes? Like building themes now versus you know from when we started. Uh, okay, so let me get this out of the way. Uh, yeah. Make make me a promise that I will not get ganged up on uh, regarding the locking of blocks and agency work and all of that. So the last time I was on, I was outnumbered by agency people saying that FSE and and all of that stuff was completely. Uh, <laughs> who who would do such a thing Brian? i don't know but i was like i felt like i was on trial um, in, in a good way in a good friendly way let me let me state this uh very cryptically the judge is not here today so um i think i think i think we're clear thank you for saying what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh no in all fun and in fairness um yeah, I well, you guys have been around. So when I say back in the day, you know what I'm talking about, but many folks don't. In fact, um, Sam Munoz and I, who are uh, teammates on the developer relations team at WP Engine, we're mapping out a um, an outline for a podcast slash live that we're going to start talking about. And one of the topics was sort of talking about traditional and classic themes as they've been, right? Because uh, now they're called 
well, they're called several things. There's lots of sort of in-betweens, but full site editing or block themes is kind of the new way moving forward. At some point, they'll lose sort of the pre-qualifiers there and we'll just call them themes. Uh, but what, what I fail to forget is that um, so many people out in the WordPress space, they have no idea what we're even talking about. They don't know what happened 15 years ago because they yeah. were 12, you know, or, or whatever. And, uh, and so for me, I always try to like level set, like where we've come from, like what it used to be like and versus what it is now. And there's a lot of similarities, but th there's also a lot of obviously new things that are coming in terms of how themes are built, how they're essentially being used and stuff like that. So uh, as Jason uh, Tucker and I were talking in the, the pre-show here, um, I, it was weird. It was like kind of like starting from scratch again, right? When full site editing kind of had become a thing and like these new themes were now being supported by Gutenberg, the plugin, and then consequently WordPress core. Mm -hmm. it's like at some point and and I took I was working on a theme called Frost, which I had built as a Genesis child theme. So at that point, uh, it started out as a what's called a classic theme. And at, at some point I was like, I need to figure out what a full site editing theme looks like a block based theme and not a lot of documentation out there. Uh, thank God for Carolina Niemark for her full site editing dot com site, like between that and maybe like one or two others, the developer handbook. It was literally just like creating a folder, calling it theme. And saying, okay, well, this article tells me that the theme, a full site editing theme, needs to have these files, needs an index PHP to just run it. It needs, you know, template files. And, and this was before even a bunch of changes have happened since then, uh, template parts and patterns and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, it was literally back, like when I first forked the theme 2006. And that was like, okay, what is it? What happens when I do this thing? You know, oh, it broke. So I guess I need something else. Cool. Yeah. So lots of change. Yeah, lots of change. And the not only is there a lot of change, but also um, the the ability for um, and I know you and I were talking about this um, earlier, Brian, but the, the, there's a there's just so many different blocks that are out there mm -hmm. and being able to just throw a block on a page that wasn't expecting that block to be there. <laughs> You know, you're, you're telling me that, uh, you know, you're working through, um, uh, you know, using um, the core blocks that are there to kind of act as, uh, again, I guess you're, I guess you're, you're expecting a certain thing, or rather those blocks are expecting a certain thing, and you can apply whatever, you know, whatever theming or whatever, yeah. you know, colors and what to the style sheet for those to work. But, you know, when you have stuff that you weren't expecting, um, show up on your page and you're like, oh, oh, we're using this kind of block. Um, what happens there? Like, how are you even thinking about approaching that? Or are you not? I draw, <clears throat> I draw a line sort of between like, this is how I'm, uh, how I'm choosing to do things and those who want to use my thing or my product have to sort of inherit that decision. Uh, it's something Nathan and Rice and I decided back in the early days of Genesis that we were going to always sort of default to WordPress core standards and and stuff like that, mainly because we just, you know, you start to build things around other products and other sort of third party things, then you become sort of prisoner to the decisions that they make. Uh, you always assume WordPress will make a good decision because it has so much responsibility and so much usage. And because it's such backward compatibility, probably to a fault, like there's like a whole lot of safety net and kind of hooking to that. But once you start introducing third party blocks and plugins and things like that, that that don't necessarily promise any of those things, but could change. Arguably, one could say that with Gutenberg right now. But um, 
I just didn't like somebody like shipping an update to a thing that we were trying to support and it then broke stuff. And we would hear about it at studio press and the forums and on support and stuff like that. And so, you know, generally I'm sort of a minimalist by nature, also design. And it's, you know, there's, there's a lot to less is more and all of that. And so I think I, I got most sort of nervous when, maybe three years ago when sort of these block libraries started becoming a thing. Uh, Atomic Blocks was a great example, even though Mike McAllister, who is a brilliant designer, I had a lot of faith in what he was building. Uh, so much, in fact, I made the recommendation that WP Engine acquire it, uh, which they did. But then what happened was uh, block libraries were like sort of a passing fad where everyone was like, oh, we're going to have all of these blocks, all of which were the same versions of the thing that the other person had built. Um, but inevitably, WordPress then started incorporating them into core, right? Like mm -hmm. the container block was like the reason so many people would use these block libraries. I just want to wrap right. a bunch of things, which right. is sort of the precursor to patterns. Uh, as soon as WordPress implemented the group block, it was game over because 80% of the value of these block libraries, um, who, by the way, would ship design or layout things with their own style sheets. And it was like, okay, so we got WordPress, we've got theme style sheet, and now we've got this plugin that's using a bunch of importance, which is aggravating because it's actually screwing up the design. So I was like, okay, let's just wait and see what WordPress does. And they started including more and more, you know, there's the roadblock, there's site logo. I mean, there's all these things now where I'm like, you don't almost, you almost don't need a block library or a custom block in normal sort of design and development stuff. Now, of course, clients have certain needs and stuff like that. So there's always exceptions here. But um, so that was a decision I made back in the day. Well, but we're still in a transition where a lot of people, you know, a year or two years ago, rebuilt their site and they built them with these block libraries. So they have them there, right? Mm -hmm. And as full site editing starts to get introduced and new versions of WordPress start to get introduced, there's going to be a conflict, right? But that happens with every transition. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I just I just thought it was so curious that uh, people who uh, I I saw on Twitter elsewhere uh, who had always been down on uh, Jetpack and plugins like that the sort of kitchen sink plugins uh, going like oh man I just added this block library and it's so great and it's like man it's doing the exact thing that you say that you hate. It's like kitchen sinking all of this stuff you don't need for the two or three features that yep. you do. Yep. Yeah. And, and I mean, we see how that's going now since Jetpack is spinning out <laughs> components of Jetpack, the, the more popular ones, into separate plugins so you don't need to install the whole like yep. mono mm -hmm. plugin. So here's a, that, Casper, that's a really great sort of insight into something that I'm actually as a theme person and designer working through right now, which is um, what are collections of blocks that we're calling patterns, right? Grouped in these, you know, groups yeah. and stuff like that. And themes and patterns are like the big rage right now in WordPress. Everybody's talking about patterns. There's a new directory on wordpress.org slash patterns where basically patterns are the way of saying, hey, now we can take blocks and just quickly insert like huge chunks of websites and customize them by the dashboard and all that. Uh, and so I'm building, well, last summer started a theme called Frost, which is basically sort of a wireframe sort of rapid prototyping to theme. It's a little bit design agnostic. Uh, and I would just create more patterns and stick them in the theme. But what happened was it's like, okay, now there's 40 or 50 patterns in there. First of all, people may only use it for a couple. Um, 
But the way themes work now is when you have patterns in a theme, every time a page is loaded in the back end, it like scans through all the patterns in the theme. So like the more patterns you have in the theme, the more, you know, talk about like a green world, like the more times you have to like run through all this stuff. And I was like, maybe there's a world much like the jetpack thing, which is if anything, I'm starting to think either groups of patterns, right? Maybe via a plugin or something like that, or just a plugin to house the pattern. So you could use the, the plugin to, to basically temporarily give yourself access to the ability to, to import all the patterns and do the things you need to. And then you just cut it loose, right? You did, you know, and so agencies, Steve, you could appreciate this. Like it's a good use for agencies because then they could use it as like a tool to like build the thing. And then, like I said, like a parachute, you cut it loose and then the client has like uh, the site they need without like all these patterns that they could start clicking in. And what does this do? Yep. And, you know, running all their page load and whatnot. So where, where, where we typically run into problems is uh, kind of what you mentioned. You, you mentioned you started getting into CSS conflicts, right? Yeah. That's typically the biggest thing we wrestle with. You know, we've sort of um, uh, settled on Tailwind as our, as our go-to framework of choice because it, it, you know, we, can, we can purge all the CSS and get things really small, right? And so sometimes you know, blocks work great with that and sometimes they don't and sometimes they have to be modified, but that's fine. I mean, you know, the, um, you know, the, 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 the stuff that we're actually you know, having to modify within blocks is pretty minimal. Yeah. And you're, you have that ability to have those patterns or whatever uh, Tailwind yeah. calls it, where you have those kind of pre-built structures that you can place blocks and all that stuff into. And, and, and frankly, I think that's what we'll start to see, right, is, is themes that are built for specific fit frameworks, right? There's Tailwind, there's Bootstrap, there's, you know, there's all these, these frameworks that are out there, right? And so um, we'll start to see things kind of settle in and we'll, you know, we'll get some Tailwind themes, uh, you know, out there. Um, so at least that's what, how I see it. Brian, the only thing I was thinking about while you're, you're talking there is what about forms? There's like a thousand form plugins. Everyone makes a uh, contact form seven uh, CSS. That's how gonna dare you. How dare you mention the C word on this proud show, sponsor, Jason. proud sponsor of the show. <laughs> um, but like, but what do you do for that? If if they're like, like for instance, to to go back to what you were saying earlier about those core blocks. What's the core block? Like, what's the thing that you're gonna say is the form? Is it the Jetpack forms? Is it like what is it? In my in my mind, there's always been ever three, and that was Ninja, Gravity, and WP Forms. Like for starters, I mean, yes, there's a ton more, and you know, Jetpack having its own thing, and Contact Form, and all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my favorite thing to do when I activate Ninja Forms is go right to the setting that then says take un unopinionated styles. In other words, I and that's the single best thing any plugin can do, which is give the user the ability to just turn them off. Like we want to, you know, in case your theme doesn't support something, we want <laughs> to make it look relatively okay, right? Um, the stuff we always build, and I always design themes in a way where it's like at sort of like the, the lowest level, which is like just style an input box and a submit button. And that handles 90% of stuff that comes out of a form. So like if I turn off opinionated styles in a contact form, my CSS that just says, hey, take an input field or box or text, whatever, and it looks just fine. And so like, yeah, it's almost a non-issue for me. To totally agree. That is the best thing a plugin can do is say, just eliminate the CSS. In Tailwind, we have a, like, there's a whole forms library that you just load and all yeah. of our forms just take on the styles that we're, you know, that we're building, right? You know, the one that I, I, I said it jokingly earlier, but the one plugin that we always wrestle with is WooCommerce, right? Once you, 
you know, their styling is. Yeah, Brian, you can just just whip up some WooCommerce yeah. styles. It's all good. The, the styling there is 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 actually needed, and it's it's very opinionated, um, and and it's it it's tough to work with. Do you know how now, many times I've looked at the screen and said, "How do I get this effing purple button off my?" <laughs> I, well, I it's told important. You, Use an important. That's what oh, you do, Brian. You do like a double important because the plug in itself has important. But is there is there double important? Is that I, is that a thing? I, I, you cool. have to use specificity for <laughs> that, but like, and thankfully, I know how to do that. But yeah. for people who don't, but yeah, we, WooCommerce is a, is a beast in and of itself. We we have some global WooCommerce CSS that we just put into every project because it's such a beast. Yep. Gosh. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, we, we promised Brian we weren't going to try to get him in trouble or, or make nope. him say anything controversial. So Oh, no, no. Look, all the blame can go my way. Uh, you can throw me under the bus all you want. It's fine. <laughs> For what it's worth, though, I think WooCommerce is great. And we spent a lot of time at Studio Press developing compatibility with WooCommerce. In fact, we built a Genesis Connect for WooCommerce plugin. And once you have like a baseline like in one theme, okay, we've kind of for all the styles then it's easy to go from theme to theme. When WooCommerce changes classes and things like that, it gets a little tricky. And of course, in a block-based system, it's a little bit different, but... Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking WooCommerce. It's a fantastic platform. It's just hard to... You know, the front end is hard to work with. Yeah. Right? And, and the templating system is, you know, it becomes difficult and it gets outdated very quickly. And it, like, there's, there's all kinds of things go along, that go along with it because it's a very big platform. Now, yeah. from my perspective, though, from a designer's perspective, I really have a lot of hope in like WooCommerce blocks sort of taking on the load of like if you uh. can combine sort of the WordPress theme JSON and letting the sort of the all of that do its thing, you no longer have like a style sheet that's littered. You have a, a preset styles that then can be edited just in the dashboard. That's a different story than hey, we're doing a bunch of things you can't change. I'm gonna go ahead and say something very opinionated, and hope hopefully I will get myself in trouble here because uh, WooCommerce is way behind the curve uh, as far as Gutenberg goes. There, you can't use blocks yet, and so it, it's still a classic editor, um, and that's that's not right. So WooCommerce does have their blocks thing coming, and in fact, we just onboarded. We just onboarded Damon Cook on our developer relations team, who literally an hour ago, we were talking about this on our call. Uh, he was talking about wanting to sort of champion on behalf of WP Engine, sort of the e-commerce and WooCommerce thing. And so part of what he'll awesome. be doing is contributing to the advancement of WooCommerce into block-based world. So awesome. So yeah, little plug awesome. for our team. Brian, how are you feeling about the um, the way that the way in which um, things are being built in blocks in the editor, where you're essentially building out a form, for instance, and every input box is being placed in there as a block? Like, are are, are you seeing anything that you're going to have to deal with as a designer when the things are broken down into a very small component versus like? I'm going to you know, have this one block, maybe like a comment block or something like that, yep. where instead of it just being like first name, last name, email address, the comment, you know, all that stuff all being kind of uh, as various components. Uh, how, do you, how, how do you approach that as, from the design standpoint? So, well, the comment uh, query, the whole comment system in WordPress just in 6.0 went from one block to made up of several blocks. I think they, they ship mm -hmm. it as like one block and then get it out there. And then all of a sudden they realize, hey, we could actually break this down into like a heading and then this and group these things and make the meta into a row and whatever. Um, as a designer who's on top of things, I love it. I love the ability to go in and just 
target a thing and through theme JSON now, which is sort of the new style technology um, that's being used instead of CSS, even though it's still both. Um, I love, I just wish there was more support for more things. Now I realize at some point there's just, it could be, I mean, it's Pandora's box, really what, we're, what we can open this up to, but the ability to specify. And the best thing about the theme JSON technology from a design standpoint is that it removes the need to have two style sheets, one for the front end of the website and one for the back end of like the, the editor, which for several years became a thing. And what they've done is they've used this theme JSON, which basically says, hey, define it here in the theme. And it affects the output of both places. So there's parity. You have to define it once. There's not conflicting classes because often with WordPress, you've got front end that has one class and in the dashboard, it, it, some other guy named it somebody else, something else. And you're like, well, this <laughs> makes no sense. And so it's a huge work in progress. All of this is, but as a designer, a themer, a builder, somebody who supports people who do all of those things, I love it from a product standpoint. I, I know we're not there yet. We're way better than we were three or four or five years ago. Um, but I'm thrilled. It's why I came back to WP Engine. It's why I sort of abandoned the real estate project I was working in because it, it clicked. And I was like, oh, this is like a revolution. This is, as I've said on Twitter, like the second gold rush waiting to happen. Um, so nice. That's cool. It's good to hear. Yeah, because I, I, I saw that with um, with like posts, uh, the, you know, um, having the query block, having the post title, having the oh, author tag. that is the best thing in the world. Do, 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 all the way down. Um, but I think they're like f when you're when you're going about designing, uh, designing for that or around that, um, you you are having to take into account the fact that somebody could just go and stick like the, um, you know, the, uh, the the author tag at the very the, the author block at the very bottom of it, or they're wanting to put it inside of uh, three columns for some reason or something like that. How do you even approach that? Like where somebody just gets crazy and just wants to do something really weird with, um, you know, those primitive pieces that you've built. Generally speaking, um, all, all of it is okay. Generally speaking. Now, uh, Jen Bauman from the studio press team, she's now over with us at WP engine. Uh, I would always design themes that like Jen would like do a Q quality, you know, QA, QC, whatever kind of thing. Cause she, like I, I design a theme and say, Hey, check it out. And she'd be like, well, what if I would do this and that? And I'd be like, nobody, puts a, nobody puts a calendar widget in the header. Oh, I, don't never. About, <laughs> I don't need to care about that. And so like, for the most part, these things are fine in, in standalone things. Now, I, again, to your point, if somebody puts like, what like you know three calendars into like four columns i'm like they deserve whatever they get <laughs> you know but I, this is not my first rodeo i've developed and built themes for as long as wordpress has been around so you generally can anticipate like the use cases and just avoid having to deal with like the obscene nuances and are those are those things that you that you're working through with with somebody like that? Are you just applying that to your next project? Are you just going like, oh, well, they're, they're, I'm going to run into this again at some point with my next theme. Um, maybe I should also kind of essentially adding that to your your base CSS that you're working with or the base, you know, styles that you're doing. Yeah. And for the most part and this to the conversation about third party blocks, like WordPress has enough to 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 consider when theming, like I don't need to deal with all the other, other things that are out there. Right. Right. Um, and so everything's always an accumulation. Frost is our, our 
we'll call it the Bible, not really, but like the Bible theme, the base theme that we are building everything off of. It's as current to, to WordPress development in Gutenberg as it gets. Uh, and so anything that ever comes through that's new, whether it's to Gutenberg or consequently in core, we account for it in Frost, make sure it's good. And then we just, you know, everything I do beyond that is basically a fork of Frost. I think we talked about that on Twitter. Um, or I was last night, I had just, somebody had asked if this new theme I'm working on was like based off of Frost and it's like, it's all, right. form. it's all derivative of each other. So if it, if it <laughs> it's gets a Gardner fixed, derivative, it is, it's a GG. Get it? Right. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. So I've always worked yeah. that way. I've always forked my own stuff, design and code. I, I actually appreciate that with Frost is that um, it, it does keep pace with, uh, Gutenberg. I've I've actually been using it on uh, a few just uh, personal projects and things like that because I'm like, okay, I know this will continue to work with uh, with Gutenberg. That it's it's not gonna, uh, you know, be something that hasn't seen an update in six months. And I'm like, uh, these styles look a little wonky. They look clean and crisp when I started playing with it, but now, so like, I'm just like, ah, I'll just, I'll, I'll stick with frost. So, uh, I mean, seriously, thank you for, for putting that out and, and keeping pace. I, I appreciate that. It, it's a running joke between Nick Diego, who might be forthcoming here on the show, but, uh, he and I are, uh, on top of the Gutenberg GitHub. So like we see things as they happen and, you know, be like, Hey, did you see that commit that went through five minutes ago? He's like, yeah, I've already implemented that on Frost. Let's <laughs> test it. And then like 10 minutes after it gets merged, it's like already supported. And so there's dangers with running that far in front of, of things. Um, but yeah, I, I always sort of make the joke that, well, not make a joke, but the reality is that Frost is probably one of the most time obsessed themes to date, full site editing. There's been hundreds of hours like that is as solid as it gets and i can stand behind that so that's awesome so what's something that you run into if if you were to put um you know like a a block from uh, that, that that isn't doing what the core blocks are doing where it's just it has its own styles it has its own kind of pieces are all, all thrown in there what are you expecting to happen on your designs with those? You know, if I take like a cadence block and throw it in there, or if I take like a, you know, one of these other ones and throw it in there, where for me, like I love to have all of those style elements be able to make those changes to it. Cause I necessarily want to, I, I kind of want to stay away from having to write my own CSS and I just mm -hmm. want to kind of do it in there. Like, where does that balance between, you know, you know, you and the way that you're approaching it and someone who may just want to have their own opinions on how the design should be should be done or allowing for the end user or the person building the site to um, have those styles. I think generally those types of things will override the theme and or WordPress CSS, right? So like you can combine, I would say like, the cadence library or the genesis blocks library like onto frost and mostly things will be fine right because if if the block says use this color heading and font size and whatever um like that will trump whatever just because of specificity or the aforementioned uh, important tags or whatever it is what it is right and we don't go out of our way to support anything that's external to core um but because of just the nature in which at least i build stuff generally those things just as WooCommerce would just, it'll just accept the, the styles that are opinionated by the theme or, or the, the blocks or the plugin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a question here that sounds 
very interesting. Uh, ideas by random uh, at random says feelings about dynamic blocks with custom HTML markup versus standard block primitives that store markup in the database and make quick site changes um, or quick site wide changes requiring editing each individual pages. I'm, I'm going to unfortunately say that's way above my pay grade. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I even understand the question, Jason. It's like a well, server side. Something I'm trying, yeah, where well. that stuff's being either being stored within the database to have it, or even like the dynamic blocks part of it, where you're pulling in something from either a custom custom field or one of those sorts of things. Just host with WP Engine. Um, That's right. That, that fixes everything. <laughs> like, I don't want to give a shameless plug here, but you know, you, you you need to make sure you have good caching, right? Make sure your host has. Yeah. Good caching. That's that's what it comes down to, right? If you, if if your stuff's pulling from the database rather than pulling from PHP, um, make sure you have strong caching. Mm. Although apparently, to uh, to some folks, uh, caching is a, a very bad idea. I believe uh, a uh, a WordPress newsletter. Uh, Express that opinion uh, not too long ago. C A S H I N G or C A C H I N G. Speaking of GD, um, <laughs> no, uh, I hate caching as a developer. I turn it off like test mode, like because I want to like sure. I change something. I, I don't want to have to flush the cache every time I want to see a CSS change. But that's just development mode. Yeah, absolutely. While you're developing, absolutely. But your production server should absolutely should have caching on. Did I see Rich Tabor just do a, a little high? He did. Oh, speaking of design and crushes, he knows this. And I say this every time I get a chance. I love Rich and the stuff that he does. Yeah, we had some folks that were uh, leaving some comments in there. Well, um, Brian, thank you very much for hanging out with us and talking with us. I appreciate it. Always um, we're hoping anytime. we're hoping that we can we can do a little bit more of this series of talking about uh, themes in WordPress and especially how much they've changed. Um, I hate to tell you this, but you probably have to come back again and, uh, and do it we'll just, anytime. We'll anytime. It I appreciate that. <laughs> 30 minutes is never enough. <laughs> 30 minutes is never enough. That's that, that is definitely That's true. Tagline. <laughs> That's the last almost 10 years. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you very much for hanging out with us. You have a good one. Talk to you later. Go over to wpwatercore.com slash subscribe to subscribe to this content. We'd really appreciate that. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. And uh, leave us some comments over there. We'd really appreciate that. Talk to you all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye.